0: 11 through 14, but I'm still in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and I'm going to do 11, a and 2 Corinthians 5, chapter uh, Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14, 8, so that means the first part of verse 11, and the first part of verse 14, alright, so we are doing the first part of verse 11, the first part of verse 14, so 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 11, 8, it reads, Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. Amen. And then 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14, a, the first part. For the love of Christ controls us. For the love of Christ controls us. Amen. Our subject today, real love. Let us pray. God, our creator, sustain and redeemer, we ask in a special way that you would speak to us, we your servants, that we might hear, but not just be hearers of your word, we may be followers of your word to do your will, your way. Bless us right now that we can truly be a blessing unto others. Have your way in us and through us, God. We thank you, we love you, we adore you, we magnify your name. Speak to us, God that we your servants might hear, but not just be hearers, we may be followers of your word to do your will your way. Bless now, Lord, speak now, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. There's a lot going on this month. There's a lot to be preaching about. There's a lot has happened. A lot is happening. Um, Of course, we call this Black History Month. It's already been stated that we do more than uh, just this month month's Black History first happened. We recognize that every month is Black History Month. Every day is Black History Day. Every week is Black History Week. But it's actually American history as well. It's actually world history because of those things that we do. So we recognize that. We also know this is the month of Valentine's Day. Tuesday will be Valentine's Day. So I have an opportunity about Valentine's Day. And it's President's Day going on. And we also know that it's Super Bowl. Um, going on today. Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> amen. So, um, one thing about Super Bowl, um, I can tell you the team is going to win. I, the team I I've chose, and I don't want to get nobody upset or mad, but I'm just going to tell you the team that's going to win today, I know already. I, amen, hallelujah. I know who's going to win today. Don't want to spoil it for nobody, but th- my team is going to win, and I'm going to tell you who my team is. My team is the team with a black quarterback. <laughs> Now I'm watching to see if my team don't win. <laughs> A lot going on. But I love this text that says, For the love of Christ controls us. Mm. The love of Christ controls us. And I just ask this question. What controls you? Why do you do what you do? What motivates you? You know, we, we, we do all sorts of stuff. Sometimes we have to ask ourselves, why did I do that? Why, why did I do that? Why, what, what, what made me do what I just did? Well, look, look at this passage teaches us says, the, the love of Christ controls us. Do we do things out of obligation? Do we just do things because we get paid to do it? Why are we doing what we do? Are we nice to you because we need something from you? Is there a reason why we treat rich people better than we treat poor people? Or vice versa? What makes your boat float? Apostle Paul says, the love of Christ controls us. You know, I hear this great theologian speaking. This great theologian Tina Turner. She says, oh, what's love got to do? Got to do? What's love got to do with it? That's a great question. Because love has everything to do with it. I asked the question. I asked this question. Uh, Beyonce might ask, uh, Are you crazy in love? What will you do for love? Again, 2 Corinthians 5, part of verse 14 says, For the love of Christ controls us. In this passage, Paul teaches us and tells us that he is so controlled by Christ's love that there is no other course of action open to him but to pursue the ministry God has given him it is worth noting that prior to this Damascus road event, the compelling force in Saul's life, Paul who was Saul then, compelling part in his life was he had been a murderous, he had been a murderous, murderous bigotry. Um, Acts chapter 9 verse 1 and 2 shows us but Saul still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to the way, that's what they call the fathers of Christ, those belonging belong to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. He was on a quest, as Saul, he was on a quest to find those who were veering from the ways of Judaism. Those who were not following God as he thought they ought to follow God. As they thought he ought to follow God. And he said, let me go get these scoundrels. Let me go get them. Let me bring them in. Let me bind them. Let me bring them in. Let's put them in prison. Let's let's handle this stuff. Because you know he was consenting unto uh, Stephen's death. So there we have it. Matter of fact, Paul says in his own words in Galatians 1, 11-13, he says, For I would have you know, brothers, That the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. But I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former life in Judaism. How I persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it. Mm. What can turn this man who was so violently opposed to the ways of Christ, what could turn him from being a hater of Christ, a hater of Christians, a hater of this movement into a leader of the very same movement? Well, we kind of get some of this from 2 Corinthians 5, 11, 8. It says, Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others, Uh, to kind of jot that down therefore knowing the fear of the Lord we persuade others if I have points this morning I don't get a have points but if I have points this morning I want to get that point Uh, knowing therefore that don't miss that therefore knowing the fear of the Lord we persuade others. And you do realize, I teach you over and over again, evangelism is just proclaiming Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and persuading others to become his disciples and responsible members of his church. So knowing that we are called to persuade others to come to Christ. But it says, therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. Well, what's before the therefore? I'm glad you asked. We'll go to Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. Just go back one verse. And that verse reads, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. (laughs) Therefore, (laughs) knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. We're going to have to give an account of our stewardship. And the tragic part, we have to give an account of our stewardship for what we did not do. I know we always think of the things that we did we should not have done and God going to get us for what we have done. No, but there are so many things that we could have done that we have not done. I'll I'll never forget a young man who um, was riding with me to a men's retreat that they were having. I believe it was in Glenville, Georgia, might have been Reeseville. And I picked him up that morning to ride with me and while we were riding, he was crying the whole way to this men's conference. He was crying the whole way. So I kind of like What's going on? He said, I, uh, one of my best friends was, um, was killed uh, last night. One of my best friends was killed. I said, oh, man, I'm sorry to hear that. I said, y'all must have really been close. He said, well, yeah, not that close. But, but you crying all the way here because he died. Well, he said, I'm not crying so much because he died. I'm, I'm crying because we, we, were, we were together uh, yesterday morning. And while we were together, we started talking about just about everything. We, we talked about girls. We talked about good times we were having. We talked about parties. And he said, I had this urge to talk to him about Christ. But I didn't say anything about Jesus. And he said, and that night, he broke into this man's home, and this man met him in the hall with a shot, shot, shot of shotgun and shot him in the face, killed him. He said, I'm not crying because he's dead. I'm crying because in hell he would lift up his eyes. I wonder how many of us know other folk who need to know Christ. And we have the message of reconciliation. We have a message of Christ in us. We, we know that God loves them and cares for them and they have an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior. But yet, we really haven't been persuaded to say anything to them. Many times we're afraid they might judge us. You know, oh, you think you all that? You think you holy? I knew that. You know I know you. No, no, no. Don't, don't ever hold the gospel hostage to your midst. Make, make sure that in spite of whatever you've been through, whatever you're going through, make sure you take time to tell others, I know God loves and cares for you. He loves and cares for me in spite of what I have done and even what I do. We have to spread the message. He says, I am, he said, because the fear of the Lord, therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. So you ask, how is it possible then to be motivated by the fear of the Lord and the love of Christ? Are not fear and love irreconcilable? It all depends on a proper understanding of fear and love. And it should be noted, they're not opposites. The opposite of love is hate. In the Bible, fear is not a cringing terror, but fear is holy reverence. Yeah, yeah, it's it's holy reverence. It's it's respect for God. We have this holy reverence, uh, and then love is not this romantic feeling. You know, it's, it's not romantic feeling. Here's what love is. Love is sacrificial care. Yeah. So if we have this holy reverence and this sacrificial care, that's what love really is. Love. My my, my point, my point, my point. Love is sacrificial, point one. Point two, love is sacrificial. Point three, love is sacrificial. Y'all need a fourth point to say? Fourth point, love is sacrificial. Yeah. It's not about what I want, not about what we want, but what does God want? 7 Corinthians 5, 14 and 15, we've been reading it. For the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died, and he died for all. That those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. Real love is about no longer living for ourselves, but for the cause of Christ. Fear and love are consistent. Indeed, the fear of the Lord and an awareness of the love of Christ fit perfectly together to provide the true motivation for Christian ministry. We want to do the work God has called us to do, not just because of our fear and our reverence for God, but because of God's love for us. Our love for Christ. Let me me kind of break it down so we can understand, and I'm done. Our love for Christ. Ought to be more like destiny child. We should be dangerously in love. I am in love with you. You set me free. I can't do this thing called life without you here with me because I'm dangerously in love with you. I mean, let me read it again. This thing we had this love with, if we could have this love with Christ, I am in love with you. You set me free. I can't do this thing called life without you here with me because I'm dangerously in love with you. Those want to say, I'll never leave. Just, just keep loving me the way I love you, loving me. That'll preach right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all can say, but y'all say, help y'all this morning. This is what he said. Just, just keep loving me the way I love you. Loving me, let me put it the way that it's said in the Word of God, 1 John 4, 19, when the one says, we love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. Christ's love compels us to love. The love of Christ controls how we love others. The love of Christ controls us, and that's real love, real love, yeah. That's love that is sacrificial because that's the love he gave us. He loves us sacrificially. John 15, 12, 13 says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. Wow. We can tell others about Christ no matter what they say, no matter what they think. We could bring others to Christ. We can help others come to want to be baptized. We could do what we can that others may know who God is. And you know something? We can even show love for people we don't even know. Yeah. We're called upon to persuade even people we don't know. To come know God, who loves and cares for them in spite of whatever they may have been through. Mm-hmm. I'm done. How, how, how many of you know Demar Hamlin? How many of y'all know Demar Hamlin? All right. All right. Y'all know Hamlin, okay? All right. Did you meet him? Had, you had dinner with him? Um, but we all feel like we know him. We've even prayed for him. Oh, y'all want to know who that is? because Some of us I don't know who that is, all right. Hamlin, the one that collapsed on the football field in Cincinnati, Ohio, during the playoff game. Yeah. It, when he collapsed and he was, he was there on the field and he fell over, and, and, and players from both sides, yeah, the, the ones who were playing against him, they're all kneeling and praying. Now, Now I'm letting you know, they weren't kneeling so they could get a better look at him. No, they, they were praying. Now, they might want to admit that they were praying and saying, God, we need your healing grace. But not only were they praying, the commentators talked about praying. News commentators started talking about praying. Everybody started talking about praying because he was in such a desperate situation. The Cincinnati fans were praying. Even those who were playing against him, their fans were praying for him. The game was canceled as people prayed and the prayers were lifted up. No one knew how this was going to turn out, but prayers went up. We didn't know him. We'd never met him before, but everybody's praying for him. What a mighty God we serve. Prayers went up. Why did we pray? We didn't know anything else to do. Doctors working on them and they're doing everything else they can to revive and all of this, but we turn to the one who we knew has all power. As the nation prayed, as doctors worked, we prayed, they worked, we prayed, and, and miraculously, my wife had to show this to me, on the third day, on the third day, Hamlin woke up. On the third day, And he asked, who won? Who won? The doctor said, you did. The, the, the The same thing still holds true today. Because there was one who went through 42 generations. There was one who went about doing good. Now, all the good he did, folk talked about him, ridiculed him, called him everything but a child of God. But he knew what his destiny was. He knew what he had to do. He knew that one day even death a child would, put, would pin those words. He knew what had to happen. So he lived, going about doing good. And out of everything he did, folk did talk about him. Folk did. Folk did not understand how much he loved us. Even the folk who nailed him to the cross didn't know that he was dying for them. Even the folk that put uh, the crown of thorns on his head didn't know he was dying for them. Even the ones who ridiculed him and talked about him and scandalized him didn't know he was dying for them. But our Lord and Savior hung on the cross from the 6th to the ninth hour, and he died and was placed in a bower tomb, Stayed there all night Friday, stayed there all day Saturday, stayed there all night, three days. But on that third day, he woke up and saying, who won? And the answer is, we won. How did we win? We won because he got up from the grave. He got up with power, power over the grave, victory over them. He won, we won because of who he is. He loves us in spite of ourselves. He sacrificed for all of us. We won. All he asks us to do is to love him back. And the way we love him back, his love controls us that we will love him by loving one another. There is a name. I love to hear. I love to sing his words. It sounds like music in my ear. It's the sweetest name on earth. Oh! How I love Jesus! Oh! how i love jesus oh how i love jesus why because he first loved me what a mighty god it tells me of a savior's love who died to set me free it tells me of his precious blood the sinners perfectly oh how i love jesus oh how I love Jesus! Oh, how I love! Why? Because He first loved. It tells me of one whose loving heart can feel my deepest woe, who any sorrow dares apart that none can bear below. Oh, how I love Jesus! Oh, how I love Jesus! Oh, how I love Jesus! Why? Because I was sinking deep in sin Far from the peaceful shore Very deeply, stained within, sinking to rise no more But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry And from the water lifted me Now safe am I, love Lifted me There may be those today Who need to be lifted by love Who need to love the one who loves us give you an opportunity now to say Lord I need you in my life I don't have joy I don't have peace I need peace I need love I need joy come into my life we'll pray with you right now that you can have the Lord in your life if you're in this building or you're online please take time to pray a prayer to accept the Lord into your life if you have not already accepted him into your life you can pray this prayer because it's biblical Romans 10, 9 says, If you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart God is raised from the dead, you shall be saved. Here's the prayer we can pray. If you want to accept Christ in your life, "Said Father God, I have sinned. I have not been all I should be. I am sorry for my sins. I want to turn from my sins. I believe in my heart. Jesus died for my sins and rose from the grave. I'm willing to trust you, God, all the days of my life. Holy Spirit, come into my life and help me to be what you want me to be. I will tell others that you saved me. Thank you, God, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. If you accepted Christ and you're online, please type into the the number that you see on the screen. Please type the word SAVE, S-A-V-E-D. We'll communicate back with you and do what we can to help you to grow in Christ. If you're in this building and you want to be united in fellowship with First African Baptist Church, we ask you to come at this time. As we sing this great hymn of the church, won't you come? Hallelujah. Let me know. First African Sister Maxine does not come by baptism. She's coming under Christian Experience. So let me say to all of First African Baptist Church, we still have yet for those who join for baptism to come and be baptized um, by the first sun, for the first Sunday in March. That's one thing that we pledge as a congregation to do. So we have to tell others. We have to be persuaded to tell somebody that others may come. And want to be baptized. Now, they may be saved where you are. They may not want to be baptized. That's fine. But but we're asking you, do what you can to reach out to so many others. Because we're going to have so many to baptize Till we're going to have to start even earlier to get baptism done. Amen? Do, do you believe that there are unsaved folk in this world? I'm sorry. Do you believe that there are unsaved folk in this county? I'm sorry. Do you believe that there are unsaved folk in this city? I'm sorry. Do you believe there are unsafe folk in your neighborhood, yeah. or do you believe there are unsafe folk in your house? Hi- oh, okay. All right. Well, in, anyway, let us do what we can. To. Everybody gets baptized, amen. As soon as they can. Again, enjoy. Any announcements. I'm forgetting. All right. Amen. Oh yeah, Trunil is here. I'm sorry, Trunil, my daughter. Hey, Trunil. God bless you. Attorney, attorney Trunil Tillman. Amen. Okay. All right. Let's let's pray. Lord God, we thank you, we love you, we adore you, we magnify your name. Thank you for what our eyes have seen, our ears have heard, our hearts have felt. Lord, thank you for real love, the love you've shown us and the love you've uh, given us to share unto others and to show others. Bless God direct, and use us. Thank you for First African Baptist Church. Thank you for everyone who joined us in worship on today. We ask your blessings upon us so we can truly be a blessing unto others. And now we ask the grace of God, the love of Jesus. And the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit. With rest, rule, in the Baptist, now henceforth and forevermore. that the people of God say amen and praise God. Remain connected to us as we build God's kingdom together. Join us on Facebook at the historic First African Baptist Church and our website, FirstafricanBC.com. You may also contribute through an app called Givelify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. May God bless you and thank you for worshiping with us.